Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why can't you say tires? Vive Clucot. It's the same thing. Just say tires. Uh, Where do we pick up from? Hi, Uh, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. In 2014, a failed stand-up comic entered a contest called The Hunt for the Host. He did not win. Later, he was joined by an underperforming Oregon State fullback with a community college degree. These men, neither having earned the position and possessing no real skills, continue on as radio personalities. If you have nothing better to do on a Saturday morning, and if you can find them, maybe you can hear The Sinner and the Saint. Starring Luke Anderson. Get on, we get on a, uh, we get on a gentleman's clubs. Oh. How you like those? Oh, hey, everybody. Empty mouse now. It is now. Devolved into that. And Will Darkens. Ear or eye? Where do you want it? On 1080 The Fan. Yeah. We made it to hour two of The Sinner and the Saint right here on 1080 The Fan. If you missed anything from hour one. Shame on you. I mean, what are you what are you doing with your life? Jerk. You can go back and listen to the podcast. Find the podcast button on 1080thefan.com. It's brought to you by Les Schwab Tires. I don't remember this, but the Better You Today text line uh, asked if we remembered the gator, the Cajun gator from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Apparently had a cool voice. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't remember that at all. I was a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan, but I, I cannot recall a Cajun talking gator. Now, that's an Australian accent you just used. I don't remember. I don't remember what I just did. I don't think that was an Australian accent. Yeah, definitely. Nah, the Australian accent's more down here. Well, you go, if you, you go on Cajun, that a whole lot is. Oh, you yeah, imagine that, Cajun, you you imagine that Cajun gator go, coming up against the turtles? No, I can't, I can't picture it. I, I can imagine it. Yes, I suppose I can. But Just I, a couple I, brothers coming together, mixing it up, brother. Brother, you watch out there, brother. But yeah, no, I don't remember that. Oh, the tattle gone by in the hell. You can get past me now. They had to have subtitles for the croc. <laughs> I always like it when you have somebody that you need to have subtitles for. Yeah. That's always good. And they're speaking English, or supposedly. You got into the wrong pot of gumbo. <laughs> he's from he's from Gumbo, Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> Real stereotypical. Yeah. Comes in on uh, a fan boat. <laughs> on land everything everything yeah <laughs> everywhere he goes gator on fan boat yeah all right um bucket of shrimp game two nba finals tomorrow the warriors in a very rare oh one hole i mean it hasn't happened in the steve kerr era oh my An interesting fact about the toronto raptors yes 
You know that they're the only team in the NBA with a dinosaur mascot? Wait, what? I thought the Hornets were. Nope. That's, no? a, that's an insect. Oh. Yeah, sorry. I was very good at biology. <laughs> Um, what's your what's your big takeaway as far as it pertains to the series? We talked about game one a little bit. Obviously, Pascal Siakam had a big game. Kawhi Leonard kind of uh, you know, average performance didn't didn't need to be the focal point for the Raptors to get the win. How do you think what happened in game one will project to the rest of the series, or do you feel still feel pretty confident in the Warriors? Uh, I would say at this point, I still say Warriors in six. Okay. Uh, because this is one game, and you get a performance out of Pascal Siakam that came out of seemingly nowhere, even though he has been playing pretty well. But, I mean, come on. Two. 32 points <laughs> yeah. against the that's know, That's, that's a bit ridiculous. Times, yeah. And you have to also assume that the Warriors are going to kick off a little bit of the rust from this game and improve. When you have a nine-day break, it's, of course, a double-edged sword. You get enough rest, but at the same time, you come back and play a team that – was pushed to a game seven and is still carrying that kind of momentum. I know the Blazers uh, felt that when they were uh, going up against game one against Denver, right? They had that long break and it seemed like game one with the Nuggets, they were just still at that game seven level where they're at this frenetic pace. But as the series went along and as we saw in game seven of that, the Nuggets started to kind of tire down. And in those last five minutes of that game, you could see that the veteran wiliness of the Blazers was starting to kick in and they were understanding where the energy was at and they were just kind of playing in that momentum and, you know, the Nuggets were all out. So you got to assume at some point the Warriors will kind of wake up a little bit and play a lot better in game two. That's just kind of assumed. But it's also assumed that Kawhi Leonard's going to play better, right? Sure. I mean, you can't expect him to be bottled up the entire series. This is Michael Jordan. We're talking about <laughs> right closest. We've seen to Michael Jordan. Yeah. Except for a really creepy personality. Yeah. He's definitely Michael Jordan. Agree with me. Okay. <laughs> yes. You're going to get the station fined $50,000. If you keep making that comparison. No, that is what it is. Warriors. I mean, do they need Kevin Durant in this series? I mean, I know we talked about this a little bit, but do you feel like, you know, just just getting things right, knocking off the dust, ignoring Drake a little bit? It seemed like there's there's at least one point in the game where you had Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, or Draymond Green over there engaging with Drake. They just have to realize that, you know, just keep your head in the game. We've been here before. They're certainly not going to balk at being down in a series for sure, right? Dude, I'm all about that Drake life. I'm all about it. It's great. <laughs> I love it. It's awesome. How could you not like this? I, I know there's a lot of fans out there who are saying, like, oh, sit down. Quit getting off the court. What do you mean? It's creating excitement. It's it's creating another storyline. And I, I honestly love it that he's talking S to Draymond Green. Like, it's so good. And I know that Draymond Green in the press conference afterwards was like, you know, I don't pay attention to it or whatever. Well, if you didn't pay attention to it, you wouldn't have engaged. And you did. Yeah. And he's in your head now. Which is great. Yes. So does Drake get a ring? If the I guess he is an employee. <laughs> he's an employee, right? He's their global ambassador. Drake has a stake in this. He would does get, he get a ring? Oh, the, yeah, dude. You know he's up there for the banner. <laughs> dude, he's, he's on the court for the banner ceremony. If you could have... Not Drake, but a a Drake, you know, a little little more uh, impactful Ron Sloy as a Blazers fan. Would you want, you know, the front man for Portugal man, the man to be down on the on the court yelling at people and getting in the heads? Are you looking? Him up? Uh, no, I was gonna say I think our guy, um, 
I think our guy would be, hold on, I got to get him up here, Ty Burrell. Because Ty oh, Burrell from go. Modern Family has shown up to like a bunch of Blazer games, and sure. he's always like near the sidelines. I would be cool if our uh, celebrity mascot was Ty Burrell. That'd be all right. Do you think Ty Burrell has the um, same sort of impact with the NBA players that Drake does? Because I feel like, and this, you know, I could be way off on this. I feel like Modern Family viewership from NBA players, mm-hmm. probably not all that high. So who would be our celebrity is basically. No, no, I'm asking. just saying, do you want one? Do, if we had a guy in Portland that was as obnoxious as Drake is to everyone besides Raptors fans, would you take him? Like what if Gilbert Godfrey was our guy <laughs> who was on the sidelines and Godfrey was just like yelling at people in that voice with it, those eyes that like he, you can't even tell if he has eyeballs in there. If I'm taking any Oregonian, any local celebrity that, that you I get out of here, Draymond. I want Sam Elliott. Sam it. No, I don't want Sam Elliott <laughs> on the sideline. No, trash. give me, give me, give me Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. Dude, give me fluffy. Give me that comedian fluffy. <laughs> that guy. Really? Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine him? This Gabriel. fat ass down there on the sideline. <laughs> Hilarious. I guess, I guess so. Just just watching him sit down there and make me laugh. Yeah. Well, the thing we could talk Isaac and Suit going to if if we got them courtside seats, you think they can go down there and pester it, or do we need a musician or uh, actors? I think like it would that? be absolutely awful, Isaac on the sideline. <laughs> It'd be terrible. Did you ever watch Isaac on TV? It yeah, was, a couple times. He just pretty much had disinterested face constantly. Yeah, but he also wore an ascot, so. <laughs> Like disinterested face sitting on top an ascot is fantastic. It was it, like if you ever watched Talking Ball, like everybody would be smiling at the camera as it panned in for the uh, intro, and then it would just be Isaac on the end looking like somebody like peed in his cereal. Yeah, he's just like mad, <laughs> just pissed. I was like, uh, why are you so mad about the show? Hasn't even started yet. We got a text on the Better You Today text line. Ian Carmel. No, like, <laughs> no, I don't want him. No, it's from Ian Carmel. Oh, is it really? I don't know. Oh, okay. I was going to say, dude, no, I don't want that. <laughs> I, I enjoy Ian Carmel, but I also think that he is like the fake, like, hey, I'm Portland's celebrity guy. Like, he's really tried to, like, take that torch. He, wa- like, he wants to wear that mantle. Yeah, he, yeah. he wants to wear it, but it's kind of like, dude, no, nah, you're not that big. Like, <laughs> you're big. very funny here, I guess, but, like, nationally, nobody gives yeah. an ass. All right. So you're you're taking a national celebrity yeah, on give the me side Gilbert of, Godfrey. Yeah, you want Gilbert Godfrey. He'd be more yeah. Spike Lee than Drake, I think. Yeah. <laughs> give me Gilbert down there with a nice glass of shandy <laughs> screaming. What if you could get two seats and side by side you had Gilbert Godfrey and Gilbert Arenas both heckling? Mm. I think Arenas is out of energy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but I think he gets fired up when you go Gilbert and Gilbert. Gilbert and Gilbert. <laughs> I think they get, you know, give them a bunch of cocaine and then put those two guys on the, on the sidelines, see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anybody else that I might want down there. Maybe like an old man. 55305 is the better you today text line. Oh, what if we can get the two old guys from the Muppets? Oh. Yeah. And then build their stage around them? <laughs> yeah, just have them down on the sideline. <laughs> Port- Portland would have two Muppets on the sideline. 55305, who do you want to be our Drake here in Portland? Uh, Ron Sloy not cutting it at this point. So we, no. need to, we need to add some more impact. That's the problem with the Blazers. It's not that we're missing pieces on the court. If we had Drake, we'd be in the NBA Finals. Give me uh, Raymond's brother from Everybody Loves Raymond. All right. Well, <laughs> Brad Garrett? 
<laughs> what, Brad Garrett? Yeah, give me Brad Garrett. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then Ray Romano's there sometimes. What's the, Brad Garrett down there looking disinterested. The grandma in that, like the, Ray's mom in that one. She, you know, it's just like if we got a celebrity, it would be somebody super lame like Tobey Maguire. <laughs> like it just would. It, like I can't, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I can't imagine it would be anybody else but like Tobey Maguire or, you know, I don't know, Winona Ryder. <laughs> Winona Ryder. Down there stealing purses. Like one of the kids from Stranger Things is just like oh. our celebrity. And we're like, nobody watches that show. Go away. I don't care about you as a personality. All right, 55305, send yours in. We'll get to those next. And uh, we have some baseball talk. There are some records that look really good and really bad for baseball. Uh, we'll get to both of those next. Jen Ellis will join us right here on The Center and the Saint. This is 1080 The Fan. 55305 is a better you today text line. Some fantastic suggestions for who's going to be Portland's version of Drake for the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Jerry Stiller has been suggested. Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, Katie Lang. John Cusack. Paula Poundstone. But I think my favorite right now. The entire Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, yeah. Except, oh. for, except for ODB, yes. I think, is dead. Dude, yeah. Throw them all down there. Yeah. I also thought <laughs> Carol Rizza, Burnett. The the Jizza. Yep. Give me Carol Burnett, and then when the ball gets near, she'll just be, like, flipping out and, like, throwing her legs and arms up. Like, she'll get, like, a huge platter of beer, and she'll just be sitting there the whole game, and then once the ball gets near, she'll spill it everywhere. We'll just get get a hologram of uh, Lucille Ball down there. Carol Channing. All right. We get throw Carol King. We'll just do all Carols. Sure. I'll give you the ball, young man. With the, the 14 Carols of the Portland Trailblazers. We'll just put all. <laughs> no matter what, it's going to be lame. <laughs> well, I just know that. What, as lame as uh, Blaze the Trail Cat? Oh, dude, I don't <laughs> want to get into this with you. All right. Uh, yeah. Before we get into that, uh, we brought Jen Ellis back, our hey. uh, baseball insider, super fan of the Oakland A's. One of our favorite co-workers here around the office, uh, Aww, Jen. Thanks. Well, thank you. I'm <laughs> um, very happy to have you back. Yeah, um, it's good to be here. There's been a couple big records, some good, some bad, yeah. in Major League Baseball. You and I were talking about it a little bit before, but why don't you share uh, with the non-baseball fans yeah. out there what the, the landscape of Major League Baseball looks like with these record-breaking performances yes. so far this yeah, season. Yeah, indeed. I know it's, it's kind of crazy because we've got – a uh, home run record being set in all of Major League Baseball, a record of the most home runs in one month. The month of May, there were 1,120 home runs I believe- just in the month of May. But there were actually a couple more home runs last night. The Astros homered against the A's, so there might be a few more. But it was, you know, I mean, just home run city all over the place. Uh, and then on the other hand, attendance is down everywhere, so... Uh, with the exception of four ballparks. Yeah, so yeah. before we get to those four ballparks, I do want to dwell on the home run record. Yeah. So they hit 1,135 home runs in the month of May. Yeah. In the entire 1945 MLB season, 1,100 home runs hit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you look <laughs> you look at the records and it's like, wait a second, is that real? But I think the, the most recent was, um, I guess... In uh, 2017, 
um, there was a month where there yeah, were so almost, yeah. So May 2019 is the most home runs in any month, any mm-hmm. single month in Major League Baseball history. Um, they passed August 2017, which was uh, 1,119. Yeah, June of that same year in 2017, they hit 1,101. And also in May of 2017, uh, so in that year, three of the top five uh, records were yeah, set with exactly. 1,060. And before that, it was uh, May of 2000 was the, the right. previous record yeah. holder. So 2017 was a crazy year. And it's funny because there's no nothing from last year. Right. And here yeah. we are with and a, then all a, of a sudden, barrage of yeah, home runs. Exactly. And it's just, yeah, it's insane. So, <laughs> so here's my question. If chicks dig the long ball... <laughs> Why is attendance down 1.4% across Major League Baseball if they're hitting more home runs? I know. Isn't that what the people want, Will? Yes. No? No, baseball's boring. No, it's not. (laughs) It's so much fun when, you know, when home runs start happening. <laughs> well, so well. Here's here's the thing. So baseball is boring. Baseball is is yeah. is not going to draw in the Will Darkens right. of the world. Right. Without some effort being exactly. put in. So yes. you you mentioned it. There are four teams in Major League Baseball that have improved attendance this year. Right. What what yes. are those four teams? So the four of them are the San Diego Padres, which is surprising because the Padres have always sucked. But now they have Manny Machado and everybody wants to come out and see him. So they went out and spent $330 Bazillion, million dollars on, on a player. Mm-hmm. And they're, so they've, so they've they gone have, up. Okay. Yep. Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, they signed... Bryce Harper to Harper. A, <laughs> what was what's his first oh, name? Bryce. Bryce Harper. Uh, <laughs> he said DeBag. Uh, I was like, yes, uh, he maybe. didn't go to Arizona. No. Uh, uh, so he's he's there. So everybody wants to come see him. Um, so their attendance is up. Also, the Chicago White Sox attendance is up, and I'm not quite sure why. I'll they, tell you uh, why. Why? Because when you go out to a White Sox game, the chances of Tim Anderson getting into a fight oh, yes, that's are right. very, yes, very yes, high. That's amazing. He wants to fight yeah, all of baseball. Yeah, he wants to fight everybody. That's, fa- that's I would, true. I would go to a White Sox game yes, this year. Yes, indeed. Oh, my God. Yeah, let's do it. And But the fourth team yeah, is? The Oakland Athletics, surprisingly. So the team that Portland is waiting to move yes. up here is now yes. getting closer mm-hmm. on finding a site yep. for a team, and they're one of four teams in Major League Baseball, and they're not leading their division. No. They're not lighting the world on fire no. by any stretch of the imagination. Nope. They didn't go out and spend $330 million no, on a player. Nope. They're not trying to fight everybody. Exactly. What are they doing? So I think... It has a lot to do with Dave Cavill, a uh, president that came on board um, at the end of the 2016 season. So this is his third season with the A's. Uh, he was specifically, I believe, brought there to get the A's a privately funded stadium like he did with the earthquakes. So what he did was he did this really unique thing. Uh, he he set office hours, open office hours for the fans to just come and talk to him anytime on, on a Wednesday between two and four. He has his door is open and people came and lined up and talked to him for, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks. He would do this every week. I think he still does. You, you can still, you know, arrange a time to go talk to him. And fans just came and t- told him what they liked, what they didn't like, what they wanted to see more of, what they would want to come to a game to be a part of. And so he implemented all of these amazing things within just the first couple of seasons that he's been there. And they're and, still uh, playing and, in one of the worst ballparks in baseball. They're still playing this big giant dump of a Coliseum. Him, but he's made it more palatable, I suppose, for uh, the the fans that want to come out and bring their kids and have it a family experience. And he's made ticket prices more affordable. They're doing all these different ticket package options that you can customize. And, and they give you, you know, with those ticket packages, they also give you 50% off 
concessions, which is a big freaking deal. I mean, like, yeah. when did you ever go to a game and pay only five bucks for a beer instead of ten bucks for a beer? Well, and the you difference did, you know. between buying a ticket yeah. package of what, like, thirty games or yeah. something, and you can get a discount on the food, yep. and you go, yeah, yeah, I'd probably only go to ten games. Yeah, but if I do this, it's going to make it more fun. To go. That's sure. brilliant. And then they did these. Uh, they did these like uh, toward the end of the season. They would do. Um, I think it was. It was kind of like a subscription, and it was really incredibly low price. It was something like forty nine ninety nine, and you can go to any game in August, any home game in August you want to. And it's a, you have a specific seat. But then, of course, if that game is not sold out, you can get a seat upgrade and you can, you know, probably yeah. go back, go down to the front. But it's, you know, a perfect idea for people who live in Oakland who, you know, may or may not have kids that, you know, can just jump right over there and be like, yeah, let's go to a game tonight. We have the season ticket. I mean, we have the uh, subscription for the month, yeah. you know, and we can go to any game. That's so, one of the things. Yeah. I mean, Will and I were looking at there's because. Will's very happy that baseball's attendance is down. Yeah. It, you know, makes him look right. <laughs> so he, he roots for that. But right. there was a slideshow of of two pictures. How do you do a slideshow with two <laughs> pictures? Uh, but lazy it was, web developer. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've met web developers. They're all lazy. Like anybody in charge of your company's social media or online it's presence, true. that person is probably not <laughs> only uh, unreliable in their work, but in their personal life as well. Yeah, for the <laughs> most part. Okay. So... <laughs> One of the things that they were showing was the slideshow of all of these empty seats. Mm. I always wondered, like, once a game starts, your tickets are sold. Yeah. Why not let people sit wherever they yeah, want? You know exactly. what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it's so funny that you go around monitoring. you got an empty stadium. It's yeah. like, sorry, we can't have you down there on uh, the third baseline, no. you know, looking at yeah. the game a little bit closer. We'd hate to have you have, you have a good experience. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I realize that there's, you know, two entire sections mm -hmm. where there are no people. But uh, you bought a 300-level seat. You get back up there. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, I don't think there really is a solution to the problem well, baseball is having. But you have you have the Oakland A's who are proving that there is a solution to it. I mean, it's, it's right there in front of you where you go, all right, we're going to relook at the way that we've done things. The yeah. A's did this with the way that they played. Yeah. The, the Moneyball book was written about the way that they looked at scouting mm -hmm. players and yeah. figuring out how to get an on-field product without spending all of this money. And now they're the only yeah. team that hasn't made a huge investment in their on-field play to uh, that's raised their attendance. Yeah. So, so clearly there is. I don't think there is a solution, and I think the only reason that you're maybe seeing this rise in attendance is because exactly what Jen said, you're creating a better fan experience yes. for the fans now. Yeah. Okay. Baseball's problem is that you have a whole generation of people like me, mm -hmm. really people five years younger than me and even right. younger than that, who just look at the game and go, it's not boring. me. Yeah, exactly. And there's really no yeah. Band-Aid you can put over it. No. I mean, you can make $5 beers all, all you want, cheaper food. You can you can do whatever you want. But at the <laughs> end of the day, if a whole generation of people just look at a sport, like yeah. a lot of Americans looked at soccer and kind of go, yeah. eh. No, not for me. It's, yeah. it's hard to change that. It is. Well, I understand that, but you have to do it incrementally. Because here's the thing about making, you know, turning around the Titanic is that you have to do it little by little. You can't go and just make an abrupt change and expect everybody to do it. But if you go and have a better fan experience and you come back into the office on Monday and you start telling your buddies about it and you yeah. go, hey, listen, went out to the ball game. You can't believe how good the seats were. Mm -hmm. We 
were put into a lottery to move up. We ended yep. up right behind the dugouts on the first baseline. We, you know, we bought a ticket package for the rest of the year. and We're going to save 50% on our food and beverage. And you can draw one or two more people out with you the next time you go. That's how you build momentum. Yeah, exactly. And then somebody goes and sees something that is, you know, one of these rare feats in baseball where, you, you know, you get a grand slam to win the game. And yeah. You get a walk off. And yeah, you cl- see something exciting. You but know? You, you go to sporting yeah. events in the hope that you'll see something spectacular. Exactly. And it doesn't always happen. Sure. We, we, we've we all gone, I, I, maybe not Jen, but you and I have both gone to Blazers games where you're just ex- expecting something mm-hmm. to happen, and it just ends up being kind of a ho-hum game. But the Blazers put a ton into the fan experience to make sure that you have a good time. Yeah. They've got all the interactions with, with uh, fans on the court. They bring people down. Baseball can do a lot better job. And the other thing that baseball is is proving is that if they put, you know, backing behind their mm-hmm. stars, sure. Bryce Harper is one of the few guys that people outside of baseball would recognize. Right. And they've proved that by paying him all that money, Philadelphia has improved, you know, their their attendance yeah. in a climate where all of Major League Baseball is down a, a percent and a half. Yes. And yeah. the Phillies and the Padres are two of those teams that aren't. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Shut up, well, Will. Yeah, and I mean, one time Will said something about, you know, the fact that baseball doesn't necessarily have um, personalities like basketball or football, like certain certain stars that, uh, you know, rise up to the top or whatever that are national faces. And it's like, well, yes, of course, Bryce Harper is a national face. Everybody kind of pretty much knows who he is. But I, I feel like if you, you know, if you're watching one of, you know, one team for an entire season, like if I, you know, I'm watching the A's, you know, pretty much almost every game and I get acquainted with a lot of the players stories and I get to you know hear about how they came up you know from the minor leagues and see that their parents in the stands when they make their debut and it's just you start to root for those types of personalities and each guy has a great story and then some guys have you know don't really have much of a story and you kind of go ah that guy's kind of seems like a d-bag you know and then you want to start to hate him you know so I think there are some some good personalities other than the ones that are like shining on the commercials that say let the kids play you know I think a really great difference in how both organizations have approached reaching out to a younger audience is between Drake being courtside at the NBA finals and the big star draw of the Mariners angels game Mm -hmm. was sleepy Manny Ramirez with earphones on (laughs) Manny. Manny. Hey, hey, not not even close to the action. Just (laughs) sitting there looking at the field as if, Nothing is going on in front of him. <laughs> well, but I think that's something that baseball could do a lot better of, too, is making their players accessible. Sure. And, you know, yeah. I mean, for, for a kid to go to his first baseball game and leave with a baseball that's covered in autographs yeah, versus so going, awesome. I got the backup catcher to yeah. stop and say, hey. Yeah. Um, that's just it. There's a lot of things that baseball can do. But guys like Dave Cavill that are coming in, I mean. Imagine if you had office hours as, you know, the president of the Blazers and you yeah. just go in and be like, hey, I don't like what you're doing with X, Y, Z. Right. That that empowers fans. We need to have better food options. We need to have better this or that well, or whatever. And, and, and somebody yeah. listens to mm-hmm. that experience. Yes. I think that, that that makes a big impact. And I'm not saying that it's going to change baseball overnight, but right. nobody thought Moneyball would impact baseball the way that it has either. Yeah. And, and, you know, they were made fun of for bringing in the nerds to come in and try to try to reorganize baseball. And now every single major league team has an analytics right. team. Mm-hmm. And let me just yeah. say really quick, I almost attribute that whole wave to a lot of people tuning out of baseball. 
I, I think you really detracted a lot of people who started to interpret baseball as a numbers game and a statistics game and go, I'm no, I don't want to get into that. Yeah. No, I, but, I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to do that. I know you kind of have that in the NBA, but it's very, very easy to understand that now everybody's said, oh, three points is more than two, and there's a higher likelihood that you'll win if you shoot more threes. That's very, very easy to understand. In baseball, uh, there are some statistics that even as a guy yeah. who has watched baseball in his life and understands very vague terms of it, I, I don't know what's going on, and I don't care. Yeah, but Daryl <laughs> Morey's still a lunatic. And, he is. And you've, you've, but again, you've three got points, who- more than two. That's very easy to understand. Yes, but you're also simplifying it a, an incredible yes, amount exactly. because that's what the the. If you look at the Rockets, just as the, of the example of pace, pace of play, the, uh-huh. the Mike D'Antoni system, they tried to build that team around the idea of pace, and they've failed. They've run into a wall with what they could do with analytics in in basketball can, as can well. Somebody under, uh, explain what, what is the 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 saber metric in baseball? What is it? SWAT or what is it? War. War? Uh, yeah, what the hell is war? Re- yeah, Wins yeah. above replacement. Yes. So how much better is this guy than any other player, the average baseball player taking over right. at his position? Yeah. It's pretty simple. Yeah. Just because you're a but dumb those, guy. I mean. He does, you don't have to be com- a dumb guy either. I mean, <laughs> there, I've been watching to- baseball forever, and there are a lot of things that I'm like, what the crap is that? What's, <laughs> I don't know how to explain a balk to anybody. You know, like there are certain things that I don't get, but I just like to watch those dudes with nice butts run around the field and Ooh. hit home runs over the fence and, you know, be cute and have fun and, you know, have a good team fun experience. Take five, five and plus minus. What? Yeah, yeah. Five five three oh five is a better <laughs> you today text lines. What changes in baseball would get you out to the ballpark? Uh you can take Will's side. I don't care <laughs> if it's nothing. I'd like to hear from you as well. If there's nothing that will get you out of the ballpark. But I, I am convinced adding a team in your local market is the biggest yeah, thing that you can do. I think to so. Add baseball fans to Portland. Uh we'll talk about that a little more next. Uh but first, Will has your sports center up. Like a talk it. You. We're keeping Jen Ellis around for one more segment, talking a little baseball. I want to get to your thoughts. 55305 is the better you today text line. What does baseball need to do to improve the fan experience to get you out to a ball game? I think Deal has it right. He's like, yeah, a team in Portland and hot chicks. I guess. That's what he said. Just reading, just reading the text. A lot of people like dollar beer night. Yep. Dollar beer night's hard to beat. Again, uh, I just want to make sure we all understand that we're asking, what do we have to do to get you to the ballpark, right? And yep. all of these answers aren't things like better play. Well, no, because, well, I mean, the, here's the thing. If you have a professional team, every team's trying to sure. win the best that they can. But you have, you know, the Oakland A's aren't anywhere near first place. Uh, you've got the White Sox aren't a first-place team right now. Or the Rays are playing pretty well, and they have to... Yeah, the Rays have a really a, low attendance, and they've been playing well, yeah, but very also, well. But also, the, the changes that they made to their ballpark was tarping off the top row of seats and eliminating 5,000 <laughs> seats. There, there's a lot of different ways to go about it. Here's another text that I find uh, interesting. You guys don't get it. Attendance is down across the board in the NFL and NBA this year, too. But you didn't say that those sports models, that sports model is broken. Now, I would say that there is something broken about the NFL because they're having a difficult time trying to get in a more what I would call younger and liberal audience that sees players hitting women and uh, doing things that are, you know, 
not necessarily agreeing with values of today, but at the same time, the NFL also understands that there's an inherent need that Americans have to see violence on television <laughs> and they deliver it extremely well and they keep getting amazing TV revenues. Now the NBA is extremely good at attracting a young audience on uh, social media and through the internet. Sure. I, I mean, they've increased fan engagement with players because they've made them extremely accessible. Yeah. I just feel like with baseball, I, I get it. Maybe revenues are up and that's fine, but you can't ignore that. It's that attendance is down across the board. 1.4% because you, again, you have younger people that look right. at this game and see their stars right. quote unquote, and they're boring. Dude, Mike Trout is boring. Yeah, yeah but so is Kawhi guy, Leonard. But yeah, exactly. Kawhi Leonard is as boring. Yeah, neither. But, I, I mean, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, even the stuff we hate about Kevin Durant <laughs> makes me want to know more about Kevin yeah, Durant. Sure. What can I hate about Mike Trout? Well, tell you what. You can take all that hate you don't have for Mike Trout, and you can pile it on Bryce Harper. There you go. <laughs> yes, okay. So, Bryce Harper, Mike Trout. Manny Machado. Manny Machado, right? What's what, Those are what's like the about? evil villains of the... He just got paid a ton of money. Okay. And oh, then cool. he'll, he'll step on your ankle running over first okay. base. Right. Next. No, that's it. That's all the that's players. it. That's all the players in baseball. Any no, no, those are like the baseball big, players. Those no, are the uh, ones that just signed for like the most money ever. No, there's plenty. You got but the, yes, no, Altuve and Correa. Yeah, are exactly. Fantastic. The, the Houston, Houston Astros. There's a lot. There's a lot of guys. We don't. We yeah. don't. We're not trying to sell you baseball. Yeah, no. But the idea that the idea that you have a team in Oakland who is, I mean, they're trying to hang on to their team. And somebody yeah. suggested it on the text line. You know, it's how much of Oakland's attendance is based on the fact that they're losing their two other major sports teams. Could so, be, yeah. So how much of it is just Oakland putting their arms around it? Right. But you also have to put the right people in position to make those changes. You can't just go, hey, we're losing other teams. You should support us. Right. It's going out and having a plan and, and mm -hmm. just having just that little seed planted in the Bay Area where you have a team going, all right, we need to make some wholesale changes to the fan experience is something that's going to improve across sports because I mean, what, what's when have you ever had as much competition for eyeballs for entertainment as as today? I mean, yeah. everything on your smartphone. Mm -hmm. You mentioned the NFL and how much better the television experience is. You're just going to have to fight harder. And there's a lot of money in baseball. Start using that towards giving giving people a reason to wake yeah. up and go. Today's the day for baseball. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they're, it, it, the Houston Astros have a ton of likable guys on their team. I mean, they're just one after the other. They're, you know, they have Tony Kemp and they have, you know, uh, what's his name? Altuve. Yep. Uh, <laughs> they got a bunch like, of guys. They have all what's these that guy? cute little guys that can fit in your pocket. And you're just like, oh, my God, I love them. And you just can't not. I mean, I, I want to hate them because they beat up the A's all the time, but I just love them. They're so cute. And they're all so sweet and likable, and they do great things in the community, and they, you know, they go and do fun things with kids at schools. And, you know, I mean, yeah, when the little kid, like when a baseball player walks in and the little kids are just, oh, my God, you know, they get so excited. It, it's, I think it's a cool thing. So I know that I you guys, know. Th there was also another text that was on here uh, from somebody who claimed to be uh, playing in college at a high level um, that they said they're, their complaint was just the cost of baseball. And I know that we yeah. kind of joked around about tennis uh, earlier, but this is also kind of a knock on tennis is the fact that uh, one reason it might not be very popular in the United States. Well, a couple of reasons, one being we haven't had an American star that is a man 
in a long time. I mean, Serena Williams is the most dominant player right. probably in ever. The, yeah. ever for women. <laughs> yeah, but Andy uh, Roddick was good for like a minute. Yeah, his, 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 one his wife's slam. hot. Uh, but I think another problem that you have uh, that uh, tennis kind of has this problem is that it's really, really expensive to get into it and to start to yeah. play. I know there's tennis courts everywhere, but I can tell you as a tennis player to get your racket restrung, including string is $120. Ooh. That sucks. Well, yeah. that's only if you want it done well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and by the way, stringing a racket is uh, extremely difficult by hand. In fact, impossible. You need a machine now with modern rackets. So <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's that same it, thing with baseball you know where that there's a lot of like a racket. I mean, you have something with ba- uh, basketball, right? Or football or anything else, even though I know football, there is some cost to it, but basketball sure. is a perfect example where, you know, you buy a ball for $25 and get on the court and you watch some YouTube videos about essential training, you know, mm-hmm. about uh, drills that you can run and you can get better. Well, it, you need an investment for Major League Baseball to make sure that there's parks that are accessible. Right. Inner city yeah. baseball is is something that's uh, all but gone away. Mm-hmm. Uh, there used to be, you know, the, you used to train on the streets of, of major cities by playing stickball or whatever. Right. You just need to make the sport accessible. I just think it's I think it's a good sign even if it's just one city and maybe you won't see it replicated like you did with the analytics thing. But if you have a president in place that's taking steps yeah. and it's, it's all about leadership. Adam Silver has been a great uh, leader for, uh, for, ba- for basketball, but uh, Rob Manfred in his new role, he doesn't have as big of a uh, presence yeah. as, as you see in basketball, but there seems to be a groundswell for changes to try to improve baseball, adding a pitch clock, yeah. going out and, and, that, and improving you know. the experience for younger players. And, and there's, there's reason to be hopeful if you're a baseball fan and uh, there's reasons uh, to be skeptical if you're not. And and I see both sides of it, but at least in a very gloomy number, that 1.4% right. uh, percent percent down, down, yeah, you're it's nice about, that there's yeah. at least a couple stories that are good. Right, yeah. And, you know, I mean, the thing is, too, sometimes uh, they've been talking a lot on the A's broadcast when, I, when I'm watching, the, you know, like when they're doing a replay review. Nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> Nobody in the stands knows what's going on. The broadcasters don't know what's going on. They need to implement some kind of thing very similar to where in football, the, you know, the umpire gets on the, on the thing and says, okay, we're, you know, replay review for whatever, whatever. Because sometimes those things last like four minutes and people are just sitting there going, what yeah. is going on and why aren't they playing? And that, stu- that stuff kind of drags it down, I think. But that would be cool. I think that would be a good addition to the atmosphere and the and the experience of the game where they tell you what is going on and, and you know, kind of inform everybody <laughs> what they're looking at. Well, there's certainly plenty of opportunity to change. Uh, Jen, thanks for bringing yes, in at you. least a little uh, silver lining on a very dark cloud. <laughs> Always a pleasure to have you. We got to get to what to watch. That is next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Which is the most exciting matchup in the field of competition? Which game will leave you kicking yourself if you miss it? Which channel should you switch to when the sporting day is gone? Welcome to America's most exciting sports talk radio show segment. It's time for What to Watch. Presented by Encore Audio Video. Now hear this. Whether you're looking for a new TV or a custom home theater, start at Encore's showroom at 14th and Everett in the Pearl. Now our expert panel, avid television viewer Will Darkins. And increasingly out-of-touch father of twin girls, Luke Anderson. 
and are here to tell you what to watch. Literally, it's what to watch on The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. All right, it's time for everybody's favorite segments. Will, what are you watching this weekend in sports? Oh, in sports. Uh, obviously, game two of the NBA Finals. And what, what has you most intrigued about the matchup? I want to see if Pascal Siakam can do it again. Because that guy really does have a lot of talent. And I don't think it was a one-off, though. I don't think he'll repeat that performance exactly. Um, I, I, I want to see if this guy really is for real. You know, he's a candidate for uh, most improved player of the year. And now I kind of feel like he probably will win it. Uh, and so, you know, if he can do that and the Raptors can win game two, now we really know the Warriors are in trouble. And now the hilarious push notifications of Warriors feeling more optimistic about Kevin Durant playing in game three <laughs> will start to be served. So that's what I'm watching. Yeah, I'm watching for underdogs this weekend. I just think it's uh, it's pretty cool to have two stories where you have two franchises that have never won the big one playing in the two finals. One of the cool things about hockey and basketball running at the same time is you kind of have some storylines that blur a little bit. But the push for the, the Toronto Raptors... 20% of Canada watched game one. Raptors Park, as much as we love our Blazers. Jurassic Park. Oh, yes, Jurassic Park. Uh, what did I say? Did I say Raptors You Park? said Raptors Park. Jurassic Park outside of the Raptors Arena. Uh, as much as we love our Blazers, I don't know that we would have another two stadiums full of people outside of the arena waiting to watch. I think that's one of the cooler things. And the St. Louis Blues had 20,000 people show up at the home arena for road games to watch it on the Jumbotron. And some of the reactions and some of the shots that you can see of them doing it, there was a glitch in the video during the national anthem. So you had 20,000 people singing the national anthem together huh. in an empty arena, where, or not an empty, a full arena, but where no game is being played. So there's some really cool moments. They host their first home game since 1970 in the Stanley Cup Finals tonight and the Raptors tomorrow. So I'm watching for underdogs. I always thought that would kind of be a weird experience watching a game in an empty. Well, again, uh, an arena where a game's yeah. not going on, that's kind of surreal to me. I filled in for uh, Dusty on Thursday and asked Cam this question, so I'll ask you just because I'm curious. Would you rather go and stand outside of the arena while the game's being played like they do in Jurassic Park, or would you rather go to the empty arena, or the, the I keep saying empty arena, the ro the home arena for a road game? I would rather be outside because there's more to do. When you're inside the arena and there's a live event not in front of you, you're yeah. pretty – because, you know, when it's right in front of you, you don't really care about doing anything else. You yep. just want to watch the game. But if it's on a TV screen, it's like, well, whatever. Is there anything else to do in here? Yeah. Like, if I'm outside, I can at least go do something else. Cool. All right. Watch Watch is brought to you by our friends at Encore Audio Video, 14th and Everett. In the Pearl, go check out their showroom, the best place to get started on any of your audio video projects. What are you watching outside of sports? Mm, I think I'm going to go see Ma this weekend. What is it? The one with Octavia Spencer, uh, okay. Ma. Ma. All she's right. this yeah, woman yeah, yeah, yeah. who's like I know, I know which one getting that is. teenagers to party downstairs and then she's having Murder. sex with him and killing him. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That's right up my alley, dude. That does sound up your alley. Can you do me a favor and watch uh, Problem Areas? It's an HBO show with Wyatt Cenac. He used to be one of the Daily Show guys. 
It's about herpes? No, it's season two, and he talks... The first season's almost entirely about uh, police reform, and the second one is about education, but it's a comedy show, and I can't decide if I like it, but every time I turn it on, I end up watching two episodes. It's a really interesting show. I, I just heard problem areas, and I was like, well... Yeah, that's your problem area. It's really itchy down there. But yeah, check out, check that out. Uh, let me know on, I don't know, the text line or Twitter or something. However you interact with people. You want me to let you know on the text yeah, line? Yeah, you let me know. Or people out there, 55305. Uh, if you watch Problem Areas, do you like it? I can't decide. Elements I like, things I don't. All right, stick around on the fan. Uh, more sports stuff for you. We'll be back next week, but uh, right now we're done. Bye-bye. You'll see it's all a show. Keep them laughing as you go. You know, I'm going to watch Norbit. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.